Cinematic Protastic special retrospective episode. We're looking back on some of the films over the last decade. I'm Andrew and I'm Philip. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what we do. We laugh. That's true. So the year is coming to a close. 2019 is almost in the books. If you're listening to this before the year ends, but if it ended already, then this is our retrospective of the years 2010 through 2019. As we move into the 2020s, the or year of An hindsight. Or as Andrew <laughs> likes to put it, the year of John Stossel and Barbara Walters. <laughs> yes, because they were they were the reporters on 2020, the news show, when 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 I, I mean, I, th I think the show's still on. Yeah, it's still on. It's not, but, not Barbara Walters. Yeah. Or John Stossel, but I'm Baba Wawa. You <laughs> <laughs> could not do it. So, what were you, Baba Wawa? <laughs> Is that your Barbara Walters book? <laughs> no, that's a big, it's someone from Saturday Night Live. No, I did know. that. What we're going to do. <laughs> You just about did. lost your water. I did. What we are going to do for this podcast is we're going to go back to the year, the last 10 years, and throw out some movies came out around that or during those years, some highlights. And then we're both going to pick one to uh, maybe it's our all-time all favorite for that year. Maybe it's just one of our favorites. Yeah, but we're, we're going to try. We, we we made this list of all the movies and we're like, man, this is going to be a tough decision. But yeah, so a lot of movies came out. We're not going to call. Uh, call. We're not going to talk about every film that came out that year. And this also will only be films that we have seen. So some of these movies, uh, some of these years had movies that were like really good won lots of oscars and things like that but we probably uh might not have seen it we don't tend to see the oscar <laughs> movies at this point yeah and so so yeah so if some of your favorite movies are not on this list it's not because we didn't do research or whatever it's because we were talking about the movies that we have seen and because you know i don't want to talk about a movie that i haven't seen so, like, for instance, 12 Years a Slave is going to be on this list. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I don't know because I've never seen it. Um, I do want to. I what? Just, <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, so, there. <laughs> so, with that, we're going to start with our, I feel like our 2010 list is a lot shorter than all it, the others. It, it I is. don't know why, but. It's um, a good list. It, it is a good list. Uh, so, back in 2010, we had films, we had films, <laughs> the films that uh, will we'll kind of put you into the, the time frame of that is uh, Tron, the, the, the long awaited sequel to, to Tron. Tron Legacy. Um, Kick-Ass, 
Inception, Scott Pilgrim, Iron Man 2. So we're, we're well after the in, the introduction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Night and Day, Social Network. And Dinner for, Dinner Schmucks. for Schmucks. are just a handful of movies. Yeah, that's, that's just a handful. Obviously, a lot more movies came out that year, but... Uh, these are movies that we've seen. Uh, Dinner for Schmucks was was funny, but it uh, kind of the, I felt like the end of it kind of broke down for me personally. Night and Day might not ring a bell right off the top of your head, but it's got uh, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. She's a, a regular person. He's a secret agent, and they get intertwined somehow. And she's kind of taken a, on this adventure with him as they're trying to do these spy shenanigans. And it's kind of, it's actually kind of a pretty good movie. Like it's one of those, it seems like a stupid idea, but like when you watch it, it's like, yeah, that actually works. It's kind of funny. Iron Man 2, we obviously know Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That movie, I like to describe it as, um, attention deficit disorder in film. (laughs) I can't comment on that one. I've never seen it. It is a very visual film, but it is, really like it's out there um inception which has leonardo dicaprio and a lot of other people and then uh, it's also um christopher nolan the intro music to this podcast is heavily inspired by this movie (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah kick-ass was was kind of a underground favorite and then tron legacy this was a hard one to to pick out because i for me it's tron legacy Inception and Social Network were the are the ones that I'm like those are really good films that I saw that year and Social Network is one that did win some Oscars by the way so the Facebook movie as it's better known as yeah so which ones are you leaning towards um I think I'm along the same lines Tron and Inception and probably Iron Man too I I saw the Social Network but I I don't know if if I liked it as much as like. I thought I was supposed to, you know. Sure. So, but out of that list, uh, Tron and Inception are going to be my, I guess, my highlights for that year. So, yeah, I think I think Inception is going to be be it for me. Uh, the Social Network, I think I might have more of appreciation for that because of how that movie came together technically. Because Army Hammer plays the Winklevoss twins, and in the film, a lot of times, especially like 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 right now, there's a a, a Netflix show with Paul Rudd called Living with yourself and it depicts uh, two versions of the same actor and so he's playing opposite himself and there's a lot of good scenes where it looks like he's really in the room with the second person but there are other times where like i can tell where the cut is i can tell that they're using a a stand-in or something like that in social network you cannot tell so much so that uh, army hammer couldn't get work for a while because everybody kept wanting to work with him and his twin like other movie studios were like where's your brother like what can we get him in? and he's like no it's just me so it was that convincing well i didn't know he was not a twin when i saw the movie true that's true yeah it, he was he wasn't just, a, as well known as he is now well well that's the thing is i as a as um, as much of a movie buff as i am going into that film i had no idea that they were doing a digital effect Correct. with him Correct. i just i went into it thinking that was a twin actor Correct. And, and so that's that's kind of going in, in lines with what I'm talking about is that they did such a good job that people thought he was just a twin actor. So so I'm 
I think uh, there's a soft spot in my heart for that movie because of that. But I think Inception is the movie for me. Um, Christopher Nolan has a way of making small things feel bigger than the world. Um, you know, it's it's a the movie's about trying to plant an idea in someone's head, which doesn't seem like that great big of an idea as far as like a concept. But he made it seem like it was like the end of the world unless they completed this mission kind of thing. So that's I could easily go with the same film. But I will highlight for me, I think I'm going to go with Tron. Okay. I think part of that is the nostalgia of it, of having grown up with the original Tron and it being a, you know, like a, a movie from my childhood and anticipating this movie with knowing that, you know, obviously special effects have grown leaps and bounds since the original. You watch the original now and you're just like... The original is tough to watch sometimes. Um, yeah. And there's, there's even some, some scenes where like, this is clearly a cartoon, <laughs> like hand-drawn yeah. cartoon. But I think what really sticks with me with the, with Tron Legacy is it was one of those movies that had, I felt so many things came together perfectly for that film. The special effects obviously were top notch. The soundtrack in my mind is one of the best soundtracks out there. Not because I'm a fan of Daft Punk. It helps obviously. <laughs> yeah. But there's something about how that soundtrack, it mixed with that movie so well, it helped to tell the story of that movie. Like it, it was, a, it was a so incorporated. It was so incorporated into that film that you and I both, once we got our hands on that soundtrack, it didn't come out, you know, this is before I had MP or, you know, like iPod or whatnot with music. I had the physical soundtrack. It didn't come out of my car radio for, <laughs> for months. For, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I'm still hoping that, that there's a <laughs> Tron yeah, 3. But... We'll, we'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, the Tron, it it was, like you said, the, the first one, it was revolutionary at the time. It does not date too well. And... The concept was kind of loose, I guess. It wasn't a very tight concept at the time. And so from taking it from where Tron left off to this one, it was a huge step up and a huge improvement in in, in my opinion. And made it made it a big contender. But yeah, I think Inception's gonna be my pick for twenty ten. For the next year, twenty eleven, we have Super Eight Drive with uh Ryan Gosling. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. The final film in that series. The, the last film of the series. X-Men First Class, The Artist, Hannah, which was uh, starring Saoirse Ronan about a child who was kind of raised as a, a, a killing machine, basically. Uh, Captain America, The First Avenger, Thor, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Fast Five, Adjustment Bureau, Pirates 4, uh, Strangers Tide, Strangers Tide, Stranger on Strangers Tide, on Strangers Tide, uh, Bridesmaids and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. A lot of good movies. In <laughs> A here. lot of good movies. Uh, you know, you obviously had the ending for Harry Potter. It's a huge franchise, and it was so successful that you know they're they're doing the the Fantastic Beast now because they're like, well, we've got to keep yeah keep going with this. Um, the artist was one of the first silent films to be re released in since the silent film era ended. Yeah. 
and it was also in black and white. Uh, so that was a no. I, I never saw this one, but it, did. it did get a lot of um, a lot of positive buzz. That one was my uh, a- Amy and I saw that one, and it was it was it was very good. Uh, but it's very you know this year's very heavy on your action. You, you Captain America, Thor, Mission Impossible, which MI four Ghost Protocol was kind of its. Uh, I don't want to say a reboot, but it had kind of gone silent. The, the third one was not well received, but it wasn't horrible. But yeah, so yeah. And so this was kind of their let's let's bring it back to prominence. Um, it also was. Uh, I just went blank on the director's name. Um, the guy from the Incredibles and Iron Giant. Um, I can't think of his name. Either. Anyway, it was his first Brad foray. Bird? Yes, it was his first foray into actual live action. That's true. Because uh, he had just done the animation. Uh, Fast Five. Uh, this and Fast Five is really where the Fast and the Furious franchise turned a corner and stepped away from just being street racing i mean the 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 previous one the the, the fat the fast and furious four they, was, it, was this the one where they went to like mexico or something and like took on a drug lord <laughs> isn't that kind of all of them uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> i think it well it, it the 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 previous one the fast and furious four was where they finally brought back vin diesel the yeah. cast Okay. They had, they had stepped out with uh you know the second one just had Paul Walker return the third one had nobody had nobody in it but Vin Diesel had a cameo. he had a cameo yeah. okay uh, so then the fourth was where they finally brought back the characters from the first one and then this one is where I'm pretty sure this is one that had the the safe the sa- yeah that's that's what I was thinking you know, of. It, it, okay. they, they finally yeah, turned there's a there's an impressive sequence if this is the right one it's an impressive sequence where they literally steal a safe from a bank and i believe it's it's, i don't know if it's mexico but it is a um place that would have like drug lords and stuff and they they pull the safe down the streets at high speeds the adjustment bureau we're we're wrong on that storyline it's the one that introduced hobbs okay which was uh the rock or dwayne johnson yeah um isn't that the same one four is the safe Five is is where uh, they're being chased by uh, Dwayne Johnson and Dwayne Johnson. You had the epic. Oh wait, no, it is the same one. It's yeah, it's all the same uh, one. Because no, I okay, thought I'm the, right. in, in the wreckage of the safe was when you're the, right. The Rock was doing his. <laughs> so you yeah, know, you had that chasing thing. You had the introduction of the Rock into the franchise, which was a huge boost because everybody. It was, you know, Vin Diesel versus The Rock. And the beginning of this this decade, he kind of was like, hmm, this franchise is suffering. Throw The Rock into it. <laughs> and it's working. The next one was uh, The Adjustment Bureau. This one had Matt Damon and Emily Blunt. And the basic storyline is that they don't really say it's God, but basically God and his angels are gu- uh, guiding humanity in a certain direction. And they've got a plan for everything, and they adjust things from time to time to make you go a certain way. And they have, they're meant to be together spiritually, but they're not meant to be together for the plan. But they keep coming back together. They keep finding each other. And then, of course, they figure out that there's some weird stuff going on. And they're guys in hats, and they have special powers with doors. <laughs> it was a really good movie. Um, I don't think I ever saw Pirates 4. 
but you have the movie mm-hmm. on your shelf right behind me. I've seen, yeah, I've seen all the Pirates movies. Uh, Bridesmaids was another really popular one from this year. It's one that people still keep quoting. Um, it was kind of the first ensemble female comedy. We've got a, we've got tons of ensemble male comedies, but this was all female, and so it was kind of like a lady's turn, and it was. It was good, um, it, not just because it was women, but it was it was, a good it was just movie. funny. And then Rise of the Planet of the Apes, um, a big franchise for this decade as well. The first, and yeah, the 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 return of that franchise. And I just saw some news either today or yesterday that there the rumors are Disney's planning to start it over again <laughs> with another reboot. Oh, right. yeah. Because it's now a, a Disney-owned um, property. This one was tough because there's, you know, there's a lot of good movies here as well. I mean, obviously, every year is going to have good movies. Um, but this one, like, in, in 2010, there's all, like, these like these serious movies and big concept films. But this one, like, I'm almost kind of leaning towards Bridesmaids because it was just such a good comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's Adjustment Bureau, which I felt like the movie itself wasn't huge, but it was the kind of like what we talked about with, um, obviously not to this degree, but with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker, that the performance and something about Matt Damon and Emily Blunt, they connect on screen like it felt like they were falling, like you could feel like their connection was palpable and it made it believable that these two people are trying their hardest despite what fate is trying to tell them to fall in love and you you went on the journey and of course there's super eight which is jj abrams and spielberg and just good old classic action film so what do you pick from that list i don't know (laughs) ghost pro god i'm looking at the list now ghost protocol that's my favorite of the Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. The the first one's my favorite, but that one came out well before. But of the new ones, this one this one really like I remember being like really wowed by this film. So it's it's a tough one. Plus we got Thor, Captain America. Gosh, <laughs> it's hard. What do you pick? I think for me, I I would highlight Super Eight. Um, but going to Adjustment Bureau for just a moment, I enjoyed the movie. But it was frustrating for me because, and not that I'm ever going to write a script for a movie or have a, you know, like a big time movie. And I think I've talked to you about it before, but it, it kind of, I don't, my idea for a movie was something along those lines of where there's people that are kind of in the outskirts that you don't really see that are messing with the day and how the day happens. Yeah. I, I do know, know what idea you're talking about. And, and I can see that being, being um, an issue. But like I said, it does not take away from that movie being good. It was definitely an enjoyable movie. Um, but super eight, I go to that one because it, it was just a fun movie. It was, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was obvious that Steven Spielberg was involved because it gave you the feels of a Steven Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. It, was very reminiscent of E.T. Yes. It was reminiscent of the Goonies. Yes. And now I would say there's an extension from that to Stranger Things. It's definitely kind of a, a precursor to Stranger Things and for it sure. Was just, it, was, it was just a fun... And I think for me uh, and you, the, the kids involved 
are they're they're out to make movies and that is something that we did as kids and in this movie there were four of them and you're able to pinpoint out of those four characters which one was you which one was me <laughs> yeah. which one was john and which one was thomas correct and, yeah so it had that feel of like this is us as kids although we didn't we were uh, obviously didn't ever do anything with super eight film we the videotape generation um, so i think that that the way i was able to connect to it with that makes that movie stand out for 2011. See, it definitely did hit close to home in that regard. It felt like something that would have happened with us. You know, we would have, if a train wreck happened in our city, we would have gone and tried to fit that into our movie <laughs> so that we could have the background. And and so, yeah, it, it's definitely Super 8 or Bridesmaids for me. Like I said, I, I think just because just Bridesmaids was such a good comedy and... It, it's you know Kristen Wiig and uh, Maya Rudolph and Melissa McCarthy. Melissa, it kind of was like a, a a big moment for her in her career. Kind of shot her up. Yeah, Super Eight. Yeah, it, it's a toss up between Bridesmaids or Super Eight for me for this year. I think. Well, and, and I I was not familiar at all with Melissa McCarthy before yeah. I saw this movie. I mean, I know she had a TV show, but I didn't pay attention to that much less know that that was the same actress that was in Bridesmaids that was in that TV show. Yeah. Uh, so seeing her in that, I was just like, who is this? And where did she come from? You know? Yeah. So it definitely sky helped skyrocket her career. 2012, you have movies uh, like The Dark Knight Rises. So the final chapter in Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. Looper with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. The first Avengers movie, Skyfall. Life of Pi, uh, the first Hobbit movie comes out this year. Expendables two, the the attempt from the Bourne movie makers to expand that universe with the Bourne legacy, and then a little independent film that we both have seen that we really liked, Safety Not Guaranteed. And so yeah, this one uh, has a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of variety, I guess. You know, we've got a spy movie, got a big comic book movie, time travel. And yeah, independent and big concept movies here, like Life of Pi. The first um, uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man version. Yeah. See, see, I think this one is a toss-up for me between Avengers and Safety Not Guaranteed. I do definitely like Dark Knight Rises. I like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. But the Avengers film, the first one, it was like Marvel was saying, we did it. We've made this uh, connected universe. And all these film characters are coming together and it was, it's just a perfectly balanced movie with big name actors, but safety not guaranteed is if you haven't seen it, it, a guy posts in a classified ad. And I think it might be based off of an actual, like someone, someone actually did this, but then the filmmakers made a movie around the idea but somebody put in the classified ads that they had the ability to time travel and they just needed somebody to help them. And like, so that was a real classified ad in some paper, but then these filmmakers took that concept and made a movie of it. Basically Um, if somebody put that ad out there and they actually were able to time travel, the whole time in the movie, it's, it's a back and forth. Obviously, as far as we know, time travel is not a real possibility and nobody, has done it yet. And so someone making that claim would be kind of crazy. 
And but the movie depicts it's like maybe he's not crazy, maybe he's telling the truth, and and that's kind of kind of there. But I will say this: I don't own Safety Not Guaranteed, and I haven't seen it since I saw the movie out there uh, in theaters. And so I'm going to go with Avengers because I do own that movie and I watch it multiple times. And uh, it's just at the time it was a huge culmination of comic book movies and a lot of things that, you know, people said it couldn't be done and it was done. It's, it's a tough one for me. Cause you know, uh, I mentioned the Skyfall. the, you had the hunger games, which was the start of a huge franchise for Jennifer Lawrence and also silver linings playbook, which was her as well. And I believe she won Oscar for that role. They definitely got something. Um, you had one of the year's most divisive movies, Prometheus, which was Ridley Scott's return to the Alien franchise. Is a prequel? It's the prequel yeah. that everybody was upset because it didn't actually have aliens, aliens in it. <laughs> the first of the Hobbit movies. Gosh, I think for me, I'm, I would highlight Prometheus. It, Like I said, is a, is a very divisive movie because of... Everybody was expecting something that really Scott didn't deliver on. But what he did deliver, I thought was a fantastic film. It, I never, I guess, expected it to be another alien movie. He said he was going to explore the origins of where did the aliens, you know, how, how did we get to the point of the first alien movie? Uh, the, the, uh, I love the music in the movie, the, kind of the getting to know kind of the history of that world. Uh, and then who's we're having terrible time with <laughs> actors names. The uh, actor that plays the Android plays Magneto. Yes. Um, anyway, he, he does a fantastic job in this movie and it, uh, uh, yeah, I Fassbender, Michael, Fassbender. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. So yeah, yeah Michael Fassbender's portrayal is the Android it was he did a very good job of it was eerie because he wasn't he didn't have emotions but he felt like he was up to something and it was just kind of creepy 2013 we saw gravity man of steel 12 years a slave iron man 3 wolf of wall street world war z captain phillips hobbit 2 the desolation of smaug <laughs> <laughs> I, I i pronounce it smog but everybody else is like smog so I'm, i always like to kind of go smog this is <laughs> star trek 2 dark uh dark night rise no <laughs> into darkness star trek 2 into darkness hunger games catching fire inside lewin davis the conjuring frozen world's end fast and furious six gatsby thor the dark world wolverine monsters you this is the end. Oblivion, Upstream, Color, and Coherence. Did you that's get all not that? Even, that's not even all the movies. That's not even all the movies, guys. Um, the, um, so that's just a few. Again, it's it's a tough one to pick out. <laughs> it's, it's hard to. Uh, Hobbit 2 was a far better movie, in my opinion, to the first Hobbit. That is an understatement. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> Was that a, you agree with that statement? Like you liked Hobbit 2 better than the first oh, one? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, and it was even, in my opinion, out of the Hobbit movies, Hobbit 2 is the best out of that uh, series. 
again, you have a divisive movie in this this year too with uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. We both really liked it, but nobody else did. <laughs> <laughs> the Wolverine. That was one where we we actually had a a night where I came over to your house and we watched that because we didn't get to see that one in theaters. Yeah, but the it. it it was enjoyable, but I don't really remember. It was kind of about. a forgetful one, <laughs> yeah, I think, for both of us. I, but I, I think I can easily say for this year, uh, I would highlight uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis. It's the Coen brothers who I've liked all of the movies that I've ever seen by the Coen brothers. And I, th- I think this one, you know, it was Oscar Isaacs who was kind of a rising star. Uh, now he's in the Star Wars movies. But the did you say he was a rising star <laughs> wars? wars. Um, <laughs> I'll be here all night. But the the setting of it being at the time of <laughs> when when Bob Dylan broke onto the music scene and just knowing you know what Bob Dylan did for music. But the movie, like I said, it kind of takes place before you know he he took that stage but the music in it is fantastic it's one of my favorite soundtracks it's a good soundtrack and it's i don't know there's just something about that film that i really liked and it even played on you know it 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 wasn't uh necessarily a linear movie and it, you don't realize that yeah until you, you until get to like the end where the you're just like end. you're like wait a minute you know so so yeah Llewellyn davis would be mine pick for twenty thirteen. Is it Llewellyn or Lewin? Lewin, Llewellyn. I don't know. I don't I think, think I, I don't in, think I inside, spelled it right on our list. Okay. So yeah, in, for me, as much as I love the Zack Snyder universe of, of DC movies with Man of Steel starting here, uh, I'm gonna have to go with the 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 um, independent films of this year. So that's Inside Lewin Davis, Upstream Color, and Coherence, which most of you guys have probably never seen upstream color was a, a film as a, as a second follow-up to primer, which was a smash hit that came out of nowhere. Uh, this guy named Shane Corath, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he was not a filmmaker. He just decided to make a movie and he made one about time travel. And the, 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 the myth goes that, I'm just going to throw out a number here, but like the movie is 88 minutes long and he shot 89 minutes worth of film because he was so uh, adamant about not spending too much money that they like crazily rehearsed scenes uh, until they got it right. And just in every movie's like the first take or something like that. I don't know if that's true, but that's, that's the myth. Coherence though. I think I'm going to have to go with coherence. Lewin Davis is definitely a great film with the soundtrack. Um, but coherence is a movie that I saw the trailer for it. And the movie was such a low budget and independent film that it didn't really get a huge wide release. And so I didn't see it in 2013, but when I finally did, I couldn't stop talking about it when I saw it. I'm, I don't know if you remember me going all all about it. But in a nutshell, a group of friends decide to get together, 30-somethings, and they're doing a dinner party. Nothing out of the ordinary. There is a comet, like Haley's Comet, in the sky. And it's at some point in the dinner conversation, they talk about how throughout history, there are reports that possibly some strange things happen when these celestial activities happen. 
And after that, like the lights go out and then they notice that there's only one house on the street that has power. They go down to it. The people come back and they're not acting the the same way. And they kind of start to find out that there's maybe doppelgangers. It's really hard to describe. It's it's definitely worth a watch. So I'm going to have to go with Coherence for 2013. So that brings us to 2014. And again, another year full of some... In awesome, our opinion, some awesome, great awesome movies. <laughs> but we uh, know that we are not the uh, the norm when it comes to films that we love. But what? <laughs> you had the, what? You had the introduction of Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a huge gamble uh, from the, the Marvel MCU. Cinematic Universe. The Legos, the Lego movie uh, made its premiere. Edge of Tomorrow, Christopher Nolan came back with Interstellar, X-Men Days of Future Past, Captain America Winter Soldier, the second Planet of the Apes film, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Birdman, Nightcrawler, not the X-Men, but the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> Godzilla made a return to theaters, ah, Transformers, <laughs> Age of Extinction, uh, Big Hero 6, Hobbit 3, Amazing Spider-Man 2, not necessarily a remake, but a reintroduction of the Ninja Turtles. It's the start of a new franchise. The uh, John Wick makes his debut, Mockingjay Part 1, Lucy, Interview, Transcendence, Expendables 3, Annabelle. Just to name a few. <laughs> a few. So this one's tough for me because Edge of Tomorrow, it didn't do well in theaters, but if you watch it, it's... A really great film. Once again, Emily Blunt uh, shines in this film. It's Tom Cruise as well, but actually, pretty good concept of a movie. You know, it, it's it's and in, not Independence Day, Groundhog Day, but in a science fiction film setting. And but it, it made it more than just Groundhog Day in a science fiction setting. The Lego Movie. Should have won Best Animated Picture, but for whatever reason, it wasn't nominated. I don't know how that happened. Interstellar, once again, Christopher Nolan. And of course, Guardians of the Galaxy can't put out the uh, um, MCU. So those are kind of the big ones for me for this year. And I think of all the films, I don't know, Interstellar's on there. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) I think I'm going to have to go with the Lego movie for this one. What? What? The Lego movie, it's the stupidest, dumbest idea of doing a movie about Legos. But this is the most entertaining thought, not thought provoking, but um, it it wasn't predictable. It entertaining and it incorporated Legos and it was had the catchy song. All the kids loved it. All the adults loved it. It's just like the perfect package. <laughs> When you think, if you think of it, it's it's I f- it's not the perfect movie, but it's a perfect package because you can put it in. The kids automatically love it. I know when we got this movie on home video, it was kind of like the soundtrack to Tron Legacy. It didn't leave the DVD player, <laughs> and it was played multiple times. I I don't know if I would. Say those types of praises for the. I, I thoroughly enjoy the Lego movie. It's high price. <laughs> um, Nicholas Cage again. 
obviously I love the uh, Conjuring universe. So, you know, you got Annabelle in there. Winter Soldier is hands down my favorite of the Captain America f- series of films. That's true. Um, it really, it, I think to for me, it brought kind of a legitimacy. It wasn't just a su- superhero movie. It was a great espionage like spy thriller. It was a good spy thriller. And yeah, it wasn't just a comic book movie. The Captain America first Avenger was, that was a comic movie. (laughs) Yeah. Just that was straight up comic book movie. And, and, but, and uh, not my favorite by any means in the larger universe. Uh, But yeah, winter soldier was great. And it introduced us to the winter soldier character, which has played a major role uh, going forward in that series. The planet of the apes, trilogy i'm a fan of i don't know this is a tough <laughs> tough one to that I, on there too. I, I forgot about that i wish i could say transformers because we're always talking about transformers <laughs> but i'm gonna go with guardians of the galaxy over interstellar what <laughs> <laughs> for one i had no idea who they were when they announced that they were making this movie called guardians of the galaxy i was like what? <laughs> you just stop doing that. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but the it was it was such a fun movie. It introduced us to characters that I I love. You know the the whole Groot character. I think is my favorite out of that series. I am Groot. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was just, there was, it was, it didn't take itself too seriously. It introduced complete unknowns into the Marvel universe. And I think it just opened up their door for like, not to say that they can't do wrong, but when you can introduce characters that have no following whatsoever and it'd be a huge success. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I think that stands, I think that's a good testament to James Gunn, who wrote the movie and directed, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm excited for Suicide Squad 2 that's yes. coming out. I think a lot of people are excited for that one. Uh, Hobbit 3 was, it was a good conclusion to that series, but ultimately not as good as the second one. Not as good as Smaug. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy would be the one that I would highlight for 2014. So, yeah, that's definitely a good choice. Guardians of the Galaxy did it. it, Words. Words, I can't say. It did put new characters on the map and kind of showed the ballsiness of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, hey, we can put out whatever we want and you're going to go see it. Um, I don't know why that accent just came out, but um, I'm not going to try to do it again either. So that's the first half of the decade. And we're unfortunately not going to be able to fit all this in one episode. So tune in next week or whenever you want. Same bat time. (laughs) Same Same bat bat channel. Podcast. That was really awkward. <laughs> so we're going to continue on 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19 in our next podcast. Let us know which of the first half of this decade was your favorite. Or if we didn't list your favorite. Let us know on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know why this is really hard to say. Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. Cinematic Protastic and Cinematic Protastic at. At Cinematic Protastic. I didn't say at first time. Anyways. Check us up on the socials. 
dude. Is that right, Bob? Bob, you got Bob. that. Okay. Okay. All right. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. And don't forget to check your ticket stubs. Ooh.